Welcome to Watermark's Church Leadership Podcast, a conversation with church leaders for church leaders. My name is John McGee, and I'm in the studio all alone today. And so, friends, I wanted to take just a second and share with you a phrase that I've been thinking about and saying a lot recently. Many of us, if you're listening to this podcast, you're either working in the church, you're doing something kind of Christian-related, or you're simply trying to lead in a way that is you know, in service to others. You're very others-centered in your leadership, and you probably have ideas, plans, dreams that you're chasing down, that you're trying to implement, you're trying to achieve. And um, the life of a leader is it doesn't always go as planned. It doesn't go as fast, doesn't go to the scale that we wish. And here's a phrase I've been saying uh, a lot. When I wonder, did I make a mistake? Am I chasing down the wrong idea? I've been saying this phrase a lot. It's too early to tell. It's too early to tell. And that comes from a lot of places in scripture, but I've thought a lot about the life of Joseph. And if you remember, uh, he had this incredible dream that God told him, uh, you know, basically his brothers were going to bow down, which meant so much more to him at the time that he wasn't even uh, aware of. And so, you know, like any young brother who gets a dream, he told his older brothers and probably in Joseph's mind, they were going to, you know, cheer him on and go, yeah, let's, let's make this come to pass. And instead, you guys know the story. They put him in a pit. And my hunch is at that moment, Joseph in the pig thought, you know what? I made a pretty big mistake and I should have kept my mouth shut. And now this thing that I thought was going to come to pass actually uh, is not. And I, I really messed this up. Maybe even that God has forgotten me. And so it gets worse. He goes from the pit. He becomes sold into slavery. And he had to think, boy, I've made a big mistake. This thing that I thought would come to pass is not coming to pass. And it's because of me. It's because of what I did, or it's because of the circumstances. Somehow God will not allow this thing to happen. And then he goes to Potiphar's house, which might, you know, be in some ways a a bit of a ticket out only to find himself back in prison. And all along the way, I I really, I really don't know what was in uh, the mind of Joseph. I just know how I would have thought. I would have thought, um, I messed this up. I chose poorly. My execution wasn't what it should have been. Uh, God's not in this. I misunderstood God, and it's not going to happen. And then finally, you remember, he becomes second in command, and his brothers come to him. And it's at that moment that everything becomes clear for Joseph, doesn't it? And he stands in front of his brothers, and he says, you know, what you had intended for harm, God intended for good and to accomplish what is now being done the saving of many lives. He begins to go, you know what? The vision I had was too small. God, really what he was up to was something so much grander. And at every point in time, if you would have asked Joseph, did he make a mistake? He would have said yes. Or he would have said, the circumstances aren't what they should be. Therefore, this thing will not come to pass or uh, I have failed. But at every moment, it would have been too early to tell. It would have been too early to tell. And so, friends, I don't know what it is uh, that God's put in your heart. I don't know what dreams, what visions, what plans uh, you have. But if they're not coming to pass, it could just be that it's too early to tell. It's too early to tell if you actually heard from God, if you if you have a great idea, if um, the thing that, that God has put in you is really part of your life's work. It really is. Uh, it's too early to tell. And I would just encourage you today just to, just to kind of settle in and remember the and trust deeply in the sovereignty of God. I think we've quoted Job 42 two several times here, where Job at the end says, I know that you can do all things and no purposes of yours can be thwarted. So you can't knock God off course. If he wants you to do something, he's going to 
uh, allow you to do it. He's going to help you or he will bring others uh, along or whatever it is in, in his economy that he wants to get done, he's going to get done. And you really kind of can't mess it up. And so, friends, I just encourage you to think about, is this too early to tell? So while we're on this topic, I kind of brought a little bonus idea for you here uh, as well today. Uh, I thought about some reasons why potentially your idea, your dream, your plan uh, has not come to pass. Just seven ideas and you can just try them on. Maybe maybe there's something here. Maybe there's an idea that you could latch onto or take comfort in or take action from. But just in my own journey, working with other leaders, seeing God at work here at Watermark, here, here's seven things I've seen that can slow down an idea or uh, need to, to change before an idea can come to pass. And number one is this idea that God wants to work in you before he works through you. And it could be that you actually have a great idea, you've got a great plan, you've got a great vision, but God needs to strip you of selfishness or pride or anger or fear or you just don't know him or love him the way that you should. And so before God kind of allows you to execute this vision or see it to uh, fruition, he wants to work in you, which is pretty much the biblical pattern almost all the time when God calls a person to do something great, rather than just immediately beginning to put it into action flawlessly, God wants to work in him. And so the first reason why maybe your idea hasn't come to pass is that he wants to work in you before he works through you. Number two is that you may need to grow as a leader. You may need to grow as a leader. So you may have a good idea. Your heart might be in a good place. You just may lack skills or maybe some of your skills aren't yet refined. And it may be that you need to get better at communication. It may be that you need to get better at organization or vision or team building. And so you're on the right path, but somehow uh, there's some skills that are gonna need to be developed and honed. And that's your job as a leader, really to develop yourself to figure out where the gaps are and get to work. And so that may be why uh, your idea has not come to pass. Number three, another reason why your idea may not have come to pass is that you don't have a team and you're trying to do things all by yourself. And the old adage is just so true. If you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. And for some of us, uh, we've, we've attached ourselves to this idea in a way that we really can't separate. And so this idea really is us, this dream is us, this plan is us, this vision is us. And when that's the case, people really, or healthy people oftentimes anyway, don't wanna be apart. And if you can make it fundamentally not about you and you can invite others in, you'll be amazed at what you can pull off. You might have to slow down a little bit and convince people who aren't yet sure this is a good idea. I can remember <laughs> someone years ago, uh, re-engage was something I was fortunate enough to be a, a part of and see that, um, see that grow. It's our marriage ministry here at Watermark that we've shared with other churches. And I just remember <laughs> someone walking up to me that I really respected and that I thought would be a, a help to me. So he looked me in the eye and kind of stuck his finger out and said, this will never work. He said it twice. He goes, I want you to know this will never work. And I was kind of hoping for an optimistic, this is an amazing idea. I can't wait to be part of it. Instead, he was, he was completely sure this would never work. And it took me many years to kind of win him over. And now he is one of the biggest advocates, both uh, locally and nationally for this ministry. And that was one of the things I had to do as a leader was just to bring, bring him over. Some people never will, and you uh, will never be on board and you may just have to part ways. That's okay. Um, but some people you have to win over and definitely you're going to have to build team. If, if you're doing anything of consequence, 
you will have to build a team. It will take you a little bit longer. It will definitely take more work, but it's the only way. It's the only way things of consequence are executed. So it may not have come to pass simply because you haven't built a team, and that may be your next step. Number four, uh, it may not have come to pass yet because your idea or your plan still needs to be refined. And very few things are ever just uh, announced and then executed exactly uh, according to plan. Part of the part of the journey, part of the process is getting feedback, continuing to pray, continuing to think, continuing to learn, continuing to try ideas, try execution, uh, and refining along the way. And so it may just be that you're in this period where your idea, your dream, your vision is just being refined. And that's okay. You need to know that's part of the normal plan. You didn't do anything wrong. It's still too early to tell. Just think about your ideas and your plans being refined. So number five, um, a fifth reason why uh, maybe your idea or plan hasn't come to pass is that uh, you just simply need to be obedient and patient in this season. You need to learn obedience. You need to learn patience. You need to learn trust, which is always, again, part of the story of any, you know, any major figure in Scripture is that um, there's some period of hardship or some period of silence, and the leader has to learn to trust God. And it may be that yet, you know, you don't trust God yet. And that would be the thing that you're just, your constant refrain, God, I, I trust you. I want to be obedient. I want to be patient. I trust your timing and uh, just affirm his, uh, his sovereignty. And that may be a lesson that you need uh, to learn. And sixth reason why your idea may not have come to pass is that you're trying to accomplish too many things. You've got an idea, but you're attaching and another, and another, and another, and another idea to it. And you're trying to accomplish rather than one or two things, you're trying to accomplish, uh, you know, five, 10, 15. And so you have too much energy uh, being wasted rather than focused on whatever it would be that would be the main thing. Recently, Blake Holmes turned me on to the story of the race to the South Pole. And it's really fascinating. If I'm sure there's lots of books, and uh, this was a three-part podcast. But the, the story is there was two explorers. One was from England, uh, Robert Scott, and the other was Norwegian. It was Roald Amundsen. I think I said that right. And Scott was, you know, by far and away uh, the best resourced uh, of, of the two. He had all the newest gear, all the, the latest tech. He had money for days. Uh, he had uh, he had dogs, literally had dogs, he had ponies, and he had, uh, he had what would become actually the snowmobile. And so he was uh, definitely destined for success. And then Amundsen was pretty scrappy. He didn't have a lot of bells and whistles. He had 100 dogs and some men uh, who could ski, and they both went south. So part of that story, Ambleson said he was going north and then at the last minute uh, went south, and so Scott didn't even know he had competition, and then he did, and it was a little bit uh, too late. But Scott was incredibly, incredibly well-resourced, but he tried to do so many things. He was beholden to all of his backers and all of the people that had uh, resourced him. And so uh, he was going down there to run experiments. He was going down there to to test out, again, what would become uh, the snowmobile. And he had so many other uh, competing things that he had to do. And yet, oh yeah, by the way, he was trying to get to the South Pole first. Amundsen had one, one goal and one goal only, and he wasn't distracted by any of that. He landed, and he began, he took dead aim at the South Pole, and uh, he and his men uh, went right there. They actually spent a few days relaxing at the South Pole. They had, um, they had just done such an incredible job 
uh, with supplies and uh, with their their skiing and the, the dogs and all the things, their singular focus got them to the goal. And tragically, um, Scott made it to the South Pole after uh, Amundsen and ended up dying on the way back. And it was kind of a kind of a tragedy. And there's been lots of speculation about why all these things happened. But everyone, uh, regardless of their point of view, would say uh, that Scott really did try to accomplish too many things. And had he just set focus on this one thing, he would have been able not to get there. And I think a lot of times, so many of us, we expand our vision and we, we keep trying to add things and another thing and another thing and another thing. And uh, it becomes too complicated. It becomes too difficult to explain to others. It becomes such an, an energy expenditure to try to do all those different things rather than an energy focus on these one singular thing. So it might be uh, if you feel a little bit stalled out, if you feel like your idea hasn't come to pass, it may just be that you're trying to do too many things and you lack focus. And that might be your next step. And then lastly, I'll just throw this in here. It could be, you know, the reason why you haven't seen your vision, seen your plan come to pass is that God's just trying to save you. At the end of the day, uh, if God were to allow you to do the thing that you think you want to do, that you think that would be helpful, it might not actually be. And this is where we just trust the sovereignty of God. And I've got lots of these, just a really funny one. I remember I, I got married to my wife, Pam, and what we wanted to do, we were so, so dead set on hiking the Appalachian Trail and then going to seminary. We wanted to start seminary as soon as possible, 23-year-olds, we would have been at that point, and uh, we were going to you know, be about it, get on mission, learn all the things, and go uh, go start to work. And instead, our friend invited me to be a, a youth pastor uh, for a few years, and it really was a, not what I wanted to do. And I remember so often times when I was there, I thought, you know what? I made a mistake. I, I shouldn't have done this. I should have just gone straight to seminary. I'm, I'm kind of treading water over these three years. I, I didn't think it often, but I, but I definitely thought it at times. And once I finally made it to seminary, I looked at uh, those who came straight from college in a seminary, and I looked around, <laughs> and I thought, you know what? I would have been so arrogant had I not had some ministry experience, had I not fallen on my face a little bit, had I not had some hardship, had I not had a few at-bats. I would have been in here arguing with the professors. I would have you know, been really difficult to be with as a, as a friend and as, as a fellow student. And I was just so grateful at that point, uh, three and a half years later, that I didn't get what I wanted right away. And I just there was one of, you know, a hundred in my life that I've, I've thought, you know, God, I wonder if you saved me uh, rather than somehow blocked or thwarted uh, what I wanted. And it was just a kindness. And because I trust you, uh, I can believe that you're going to sort it out. So maybe that's you. Uh, maybe God is saving you and, uh, and you can just take comfort in that. So friends, those are seven ideas. But again, the big one is I know God's put something probably in your heart to accomplish some ways to serve others, some ways to move the kingdom needle. And it's hard. That's a really hard work. And I will bet there's a good chance you're really not doing the wrong thing, that you don't have a bad plan, but just that, you know what? It's too early to tell yet. It's too early to tell that if your idea was a good one, if you actually heard from God. And I would encourage you to stay at it. Take those seven things. Ask if there's one of those uh, that might be in play there, something that you can uh, change, something you can improve, uh, something you can learn from. But I want you to know I hold you in high regard. Whatever it is you're doing to love God and love others today, uh, I'm grateful for you. I'm encouraged uh, by your faithfulness and your diligence. And I would encourage you today just to keep going. Well, friends, as always, if you have any questions or comments or any ways we can help you, we can be reached at clp at watermark.org. That's clp at watermark.org. We'll talk to you again next time. 